Hello and welcome to episode 16 of A View from the Dugout. I'm Russ from Scotland, Syria, and I'm joined by my co-host, a man who is doing a UK-wide tour with Rolo and Faithless. He's father of two now, including his newborn daughter, and apparently he can't get no sleep. It's Chris from Syria on a Budget. How are you doing, mate? Um, I was put to sleep there, if that helps any. Uh, <laughs> in all fairness, it's uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. I am extraordinarily sleep deprived. I haven't been tearing off tights with my teeth, um, that's for sure. Um, I've been trying to put a nappy on whilst holding a burden and <laughs> getting a bottle and holding a dummy and everything, trying to, try to do a nappy with my teeth. But yeah, apart from that, yeah, no, all good. How are you? Not bad at all, not bad at all. So here we are, obviously, from the last episode, and this one's a little bit. A little bit later than we'd anticipated, just due to life getting in the way. But we did we did say that last uh, last pod that we thought things were going to be a little bit different this week, and we planned to kind of make up for it with some sort of very surreal specific content. Yeah, totally, totally. And um, just before we get to the surreal content, um, thank you to everybody who sent well wishes or even people who are wanting to donate presents and things like that. Um, I ended up having to put up a tweet just to say, if anybody did want to donate anything, find your local children's charity and donate to them, you know, because um, they'll probably be, you know, better off for it. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a, a tiring week. Um, all the while, whilst I've been, you know, up most of the night, every other night, and, uh, you know, trying to figure out what sleep actually was, uh, I keep getting sent pictures from Russ in a hot tub, which um, <laughs> which has put me off having any more children. And um, yes, yeah, so uh, but it looked like a lovely, relaxing time, Russ. So um, yeah, I just wanted to get obviously uh, in terms of content. I've been asked about videos that I'd, I, I was still going to do. I haven't even switched. This is the first time my laptop's been on since you know what ten days ago. Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a tiring time, but. Um, I've tried to keep up on Twitter because, you know, that's one thing I can do just from my phone. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I've been trying to keep up with my surreal things and finding an interest. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you've got any game week news, Russ, before we kind of talk about just general strategy type things or anything. Very much just like you in the fact that obviously last week I was in a place with a very poor, poor signal um, in the sort of middle of the Scottish sort of Loch uh, and Highlands area. Um, so yeah, again, like you, I've been trying to keep up with the football on websites and just what's happening on Twitter and watching the moves go through and watching, obviously, basically a lot of the guys that I follow, just how they've been getting on with their sort of squad and gallery restructures, etc., and yeah. things like that. But again, like you, um, laptop's not been on an awful lot. I'm still at the sort of penultimate stages of being ready for Europe. I'm not quite. Um, but I have managed to obviously get quite a lot of sort of gallery work done over the over the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I think from what I can gauge, and I, I don't know if it's the same with, I know that a lot of the same people follow us both, but obviously we will still have unique people that follow each other. What I'm gauging is that there's a lot of people are really excited about Europe being back, that I think there's a lot of people feeling and sensing that, Oh, thank God, got some utility in my gallery again for the people that haven't opted out into Asia or MLS over the summer. Yeah, I would totally agree. And I, I, I had to be nosy today. Um, and I've noticed a lot of the, kind of, some, some, well, not a lot of, but certainly the players I looked up, the, a lot of the prices were starting to drop off in some of the Asian uh, cards and things like that. And I, I'm guessing that's just people trying to sell off 
to buy back into Europe and have maybe left it a wee bit too late because now they're in a, you know, in a, a seller's market when it comes to Asia. And, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, I suppose it's actually a seller's market in Europe because you're only be getting the most money from those ones. Yeah. But if you're trying to buy the cards just now and you need to free up the ETH, these are the times that I think we spoke about in the past that using somebody like Pavel, Gal- uh, Pavel Traders Gallery to try and trade into sometimes can be of benefit if you can't get the sales and you see a player that you like the look of and he's got it, see what you can work out that way. But yeah, I ended up, because I knew this weekend I wasn't going to have an awful lot of time to sit and even do basic research just to check out suspensions or injuries in the J-League and things like that. I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to sell them all up. Um, So I did. I sold up. I've, I've not got any Champion America or Champion Asia cards sitting in my gallery at all just now. Um, Is that rare or limited, Chris, or both? Both. Both. Um, I even sold my, my Tiago Santana that I was adamant I was going to keep because he was actually one that was performing quite well. Um, mm-hmm. But I got decent money for him. But what I'd actually done, uh, so I've got no game week news. I have no game week news. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to kind of go transition into kind of what I've been doing. Um, I've had a look at my, my rares. I'm very comfortable and very happy with where my rares are. Um, I've still got quite a few to sell, um, but I'm waiting until the prices kind of start to bite in the next week or two, I've noticed with Austria, for example, um, the prices are starting to rapidly increase because their cup started yesterday. It wasn't scored by Serer, but the league starts next week. So I would anticipate probably looking at another, what, a week to 10 days that the Scottish hype will really start to ramp up. And yeah. that's where most of my cards are that I'm looking to sell are, are based. So I'm, I'm kind of loath to sell them at the moment. Um, but I did free up some ETH um, from selling the, you know, the, the limited ones that I had. Um, I had some relatively decent, valuable, you know, ones. Um, sold my goalkeeper, and that actually ended up. I ended up buying a second under twenty one goalkeeper. So I've now got our under twenty three goalkeeper. So I've got two of them now. One that I'll actually use in the under twenty three limiteds, and one that I'll use probably either in Challenger or All Star. It'll just depend, <clears throat> and they might even get used in Underdog or Specialist. Just really, really depending on what I'm looking at, but. I sat back and had a look. I tried to make up four teams because I've got four playing goalkeepers in the limiteds. And I thought, do you know what? They're good, but they could be better. So mm-hmm. what I ended up doing was I actually ended up um, spending quite heavy um, on on some Austrian. And uh, well, actually, yeah, it was, it was predominantly the Austrian cards. But what I ended up doing was I picked up... Where are we now? I picked up uh, the boy uh, Guillaume uh, Deitch from Serang after he went back on loan. Yeah, the goalie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I also picked up uh, Ferdinand Oswald. Now, obviously, these are not all Austrian-based cards, but Oswald's the goalkeeper for Tyrrell because I sold my uh, Ryuku Miura from uh, Jubilo Iwata. So I bought him. He's a starter. He's the captain. Um, but then I was like, right, okay, the, the teams look okay. The three that I went really heavy on, I needed to get a quality defender, a quality midfielder, and a, a really good striker or forward card. So I ended up, I spent 15 quid on Manfred Fisher, who incidentally scored four goals in the cup game yesterday, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominic Baumgartner from uh, Wolfsburg, I believe he also scored today, which yeah. would take my tally to 16 goals from uh, Austrian lads. Um, and then Manpreet Sarkara, which was the, by far out with, even including goalkeepers, he might actually be my most expensive purchase for a limited card. He's a forward from, he actually plays attack in mid or as a second striker um, for Sturm Graz. I paid 71 quid for him yesterday uh, or a couple of days ago. Now he's actually rocketed up. He scored twice yesterday in the cup as well. Um, and he's rocketed up to in the 90s now. 
So uh, I'm kind of glad I got him when I did, but I felt I needed that. You know, one his last five is 59. I think his last 15 is in the the high 50s, and it's same with his last 40. So I think it was 22 decisives he had last season. So from a forward card, that's pretty good. But you know what? You can't win the limited leagues by looking at cards that are averaging 45s and 50s. You need to be pushing it higher than that. So that's what I went and did. So I've kind of heavily invested in the limiteds, which is not something I anticipated saying I was going to do. But I've, I've taken it down from quantity maybe to more quality, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think many, um... like 30 to 20 maybe. And it's, it's, it's better players, if that, if that makes sense. How many cards, when you did just sell off there then, mm-hmm. and, you know, there'll be lots of guys that will be sort of prepared to do this, to, to jump in and out of leagues and things. So how many, how many cards did you sell and, have, and what were limited and how many were rare or was it just purely limited? Well, I've sold I've sold three rare cards in the last couple of days. Um, one was Connor Randall um, from Ross County. Not for any other reason than um, I just felt I had better quality. Um, you know, out with out with him, um, you know. So he was one that I sold. He only went for about forty five quid, but to be honest, I paid less than that anyway. So I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I probably could have held him for another week and maybe got a bit more, but that was my choice. I sold one of the two uh, striker cards that I picked up of Jonas Arvela from. Uh, he just signed for Klagenfurt last Saturday. I was sitting yeah. in the labour suite when I seen it come up on Twitter and I ended up going, oh, I wonder if anybody's got any of those. And Pavel had two, so I bought them both for 30 quid each. Sold one of them for about 110 quid. And I sold um, Scott Pittman of Livingston. I sold him for nearly 90 quid. It was 0.085 at the time when I sold him. So that allowed me to then go and invest that money into you know, I haven't spent all of it. I've got 0.12 sitting in my my bank uh, or in my wallet at the moment. And um, but yeah, that's what I did. Now, in terms of the limiteds, I sold quite a few. I couldn't honestly put a number on it. I think it's got to be in the seven, eight, maybe even ten range. Okay. Um, and that was just literally. I just thought, you know what? I, I, my time's limited enough. That's why I've really tried to focus on just the two leagues. So my my majority of my cards are either coming from the Scottish League or the Austrian League. Yeah, I've got a couple of Belgian cards in there as well, but it's just a couple. It just helps me manage my time a wee bit more effectively. I'm not having to search six or seven different leagues to find suspension news, injury news, all this kind of thing. And I know there's obviously, you know, your uh, your Sharps, I think they're now called Play Sharp or whatever it is. I, I I know you've got all these kind of things, but I still like to do my own on top of that. Yeah. And I'm, I just won't have time. I just won't have time. And um, unless, you know, I've got a late night and Lucy's not sleeping and I'm trying to get her to sleep or whatever, then I can maybe get a wee bit of time on my phone, but I just don't have it. So mm-hmm. that, was, that was kind of my, my two main reasons, time and quality. So these new limited cards that you've got, yep. what competitions are you planning on using them in? Well, I'm... The main ones that are probably... I've got my under-23 team, um, yeah. which I'm very happy with. Uh, the, out of the cards, I think all bar one played yesterday, and that was the goalkeeper because they played their cup goalkeeper as such mm-hmm. yesterday in, in the Austrian Cup. Mm-hmm. I've got the two of them, so I'm fine there. Um, I'm probably going to look at Challenger, Challenger Europe Limited, and then if I can fit them into Specialist, great. If I can fit them into... Uh, Underdog, great, or it might just be all-star. So my, my main one is going to be the under-23s because I have a lot of them and I've got some good quality ones as far as as far what's as your, 
Continue. What's your elite lineup at the moment then out of the under 23 limited cards? What's your sort of your favourable five? It's got probably Deitch going to be, goal? it's going to probably be Menzel still in the goal. All right. Um, he, did, he didn't play yesterday, um, but he was probably the cup goalkeeper. Um, made us a wee bit anxious about him not playing yesterday, but I went back and looked at last season and Moser played in the cup games. So I feel okay about that. Um, his price is still going up and I don't see any reason for it to be otherwise. So it's Menzel in the goal. Uh, Boris Lombert will be in the uh, defensive line next weekend. Um, I've got my Scottish cards to come on top of these. So this mm-hmm. is where I'm gonna look at it just now. I've got the team that's going to go in next week and then I've got team on top of that, basically. So, um, But yeah, it's going to be him. I've got uh, Nic- Nicholas uh, Capaldo that I picked yeah. up. Now, I'm in two minds whether to play him or I've got the, the boy, uh, Matthias Br- uh, Brunoder that we yeah. talked about on the last pod. Mm-hmm. I also picked up his teammate, Alexander Jukic. Now, he scored three yesterday in the Cup. So I'm actually tempted to play the two of them, um, but they don't have a favourable matchup because they're away to Salzburg. So I, I'm kind of toying with it at the moment, but it'll probably be Capaldo, Brunoder, and then uh, Stojilkovic from yeah. FC Sion. Mm-hmm. That'll probably be my starting ones for this week. Moving forward, I mean, obviously, I've got the Scottish lads there. I mean, Conor Barron's picked up uh, an injury in pre-season, so I don't know when he's going to necessarily be back. Um, Bruce Anderson's obviously back in there for uh, Livingston, so I could potentially play a two-striker formation. Um, I've got defensive options there from Scotland as well. I've got uh, the boy Alex Cochran. I've got Ross Graham. Um, I've got plenty of choices there to put in. And then midfield, I've got, you know, as I say, I've got Connor Barron there that I could slide in there as well. So I've got, do you know what? It's actually, I'm quite excited for that. I'm probably more excited for that than I am my rares, believe it or not, <laughs> because I've kind of done a, I've done a fair bit of work on this one. And it's a, it is a hefty investment. Obviously, the players' prices, I'm glad I did it when I did, because the players' prices have gone up. Even uh, Stojilkovic that I paid 31 quid for, I think he was sitting in the 50s. Um, you know, and uh, Brown Order that I got a trade for about 45 quid on the podcast last time we were recording, I think he's sitting in the 60s. So you're seeing that the prices are rapidly creeping up. So I'm glad I did it when when I did, if I'm being perfectly honest. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then the All-Star teams, I mean, it's I've got things written down on my pad, but to be honest, things change consistently because I look at it and I think, well, maybe if I switch that, and I, maybe I'm tinkering too much. I don't know. I feel a wee bit like you on FM, uh, <laughs> the, the tinker man, as, uh, as I, I've affectionately called you in the past. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so how how are you how are you shaping up? What are you looking at? What's your primary yeah, I just, are you uh, looking forward to? Building on what we've been sort of speaking about over the last few weeks on the pod, trying to be I bought three or four Austrian players last week, knowing fine well that I would probably be able to flip them. And I flipped them um not at super, you know, sort of premium prices. I've tried to give to try to remain cheapest on the market when I've been selling on, but I've sold quite a few of them. Yeah. That's generated a bit of eighth. Um, for me, obviously, I've been trying and I've been hit with some really awful luck in the MLS the whole summer. Um, just things just not happening for me, and I've become a little bit disillusioned with it. However, like what what we mentioned on the podcast, the expected started to happen. The price of the MLS cards and the Asian cards is going down, so there's no point in me selling uh, really many of these on at the moment. And the European cards. As we said, you know, I think maybe probably about episode five or six, 
that there would be a, a European surge, and it's not come quite as quick as we'd hoped, but I've certainly noticed um, some sales and movement in the last couple of weeks, and I've had a few people obviously messaging um, into the Twitter accounts and things, and just on Facebook Messenger saying, yeah, you know, just got what you guys were saying, and it's good to see the cards actually moving. Um, I think it val- helps validate, obviously, what we're trying, the information we're trying to put out there, so for me, it's just basically been a case of, I think I'm on to maybe maybe win a card this week, but one major thing that I did do this week after I sold Guyton Kuke mm-hmm. um, at the start of the summer for, it was probably around about £1,200, I think I sold them for. And this week, I looked at my gallery and I realised that I'm still top heavy and had a lot of very good under 23 cards. Yeah. So I bit the bullet and I actually wrote down again what, what I want to play. And again, that's not actually changed too much. But the one thing that I genuinely thought about, obviously, ditching was the under-23s. And I've, I suppose, whether it's slightly hypocritical or not, I've just basically bought back in and <laughs> just assigned not the top-level, top-expensive under-23 keepers. I just wasn't prepared to pay four figures. Yeah. So the I looked at the sort of probabilities of game time, um, and I know they've signed sort of a, a keeper, a sort of challenge for number one. But Abdul Nuruddin has checked back into me for the best part of about five hundred and eighty pounds as a rare card. Um, it, it simply allows me, as long as he's playing, and I'm not hundred percent sure how long I'll keep him, but as long as he's playing, it allows me to put out a twenty-three team. I'm actually going to sort of really mix up my twenty-three team. I, I really thought I was going to just do it purely Scottish. And then obviously Josh Doig, who we'll mention in a bit later on, sort of a bit of a change of circumstance with his transfer. And Dundee United are playing a slightly different formation at the moment, which has me... I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm alarmed about Ross Graham's playing time, but they've gone from obviously from a five at the back all last year to from what I've been able to see in sort of match highlights, etc. And I'd hoped to get to Tanadice yesterday, but I wasn't able to. They seem to have switched to a four. Um, now, Ross Graham, I think, is very capable of playing left-back for Dungeon United. And the, the alternative at the moment, obviously, after they released Adrian Sporley, is Scott McMahon, the ex-Hamilton lad. Yep. Um, but I'm still slightly looking and going, right, I think I might have to change things up a bit. So I'm thinking of running with Nuruddin, and I've got Facundo Almada, who's at Rosario Central, who's been, he's just been excellent, even though they've, yeah. <laughs> they've been trash. Um, he's been really good. And then obviously I've got Sifuentes at LA, who's been immense. I think his last three scores are, you know, 90, 100 and something, I think it was like 72 or something. So I'm planning on using them along with the European keeper. I've um, made a few signings just in the last week. Um, I've signed Marg, uh, Margasoff. Um, as a rare, I had him as a limited card so I've signed him as a rare I've signed uh, Wanmi at Real Betis mm-hmm. obviously um, I think, I can't remember if he was the top scorer or not but he had an excellent season last year anyway so I brought him in and I brought Luca Waldschmidt in who I noticed had been doing quite well in the friendlies, now he was out on loan last season and he's back as obviously switched from challenger to champion again because he's uh, back in Germany, and I noticed that he'd scored a couple in pre-season, so he's a little bit of a speculative punt. Um, however, like everything else, that's what it's all about. And I've gone for Old Faithful, sort of last sort of major change to the gallery. I've brought back uh, Grulev uh, at Dynamo. 
Now, he has a midfielder and a forward card, and I really needed a forward, so I've brought him back in as the forward variant. And I'm looking and thinking, do you know what? If they all play and I've got no DNPs, then I've got a strong side for the 23s. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the objective. Strong 23s. I've got a good champion Europe side. I've got a good challenger rare side. I've got an experimental pro side, a good global side. And I've got a global experimental side as well. And I've got about 10 or 11 um, budget super rares that I'm hoping to move three or four on. So if anybody's listening, I'm not too hard to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not to sell out on, on, uh, on the pod, but hey. I've, I've heard that you cry over a penny. Well, th- I, think, I think that was actually aimed at you. Um, I couldn't have been aimed at me. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so, so is that from our super fan, you. our super fan, Polsky, what's he, 797? Uh, Polsky, 797, the, the, the one that's slated every single podcast out there except for one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're listening, you ball bag, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <gasps> so there you go. That's, that's, the, P, uh, that's the PG rating going. Uh, to them. You know what, to be honest, like... Uh, I'm going to go on a wee rant, but do you know, see if, you, see if it's not your cup of tea or you want to arselick some person, at least when you're having an insult at folk, you know, to turn around and say that we don't know anything about football is fucking hilarious, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and some of the comments have left on other podcasts, like Quinny's podcast, the American Guys' podcast, various different people's podcasts. Honestly, it's embarrassing. Um, yeah. so slating them all yeah slating. slated everybody except for one so um, yes if you do listen which I very much doubt you do honestly go fuck yourself so anyway Russ uh, apart from you greeting about pennies um, <laughs> as you're uh, sorry I've, I've got very little fucks to give to be honest so um, yeah so have you got uh, any big plans for your uh, for Europe then I mean obviously I did have we nosy at your, your game weeks this particular week obviously you've got a fair few Russians um are you considering and this was just talk, kind of following in with what you just talked about obviously with your Americans and not looking to sell them is uh, is it something you've ever considered recently anyway of bringing down the, the quantity yeah. into more kind of quality as, a, as such I'm sitting with 87 rare and 11 super rare and I need hand on heart I need five super rare so that I've got one for cover if that makes sense mm. and two to put in global and two to put in challenger. I know deep down within my heart of hearts that I can't compete really um, in challenger unless if Dundee United have a good victory, my challenger Europe um, pro team with the two blues in it and the three reds could do well. But Dundee United have to do well in a game for that to happen because ultimately it's a stack um, plus Declan Gallagher. So I'm looking and what I have tried to do, I think... I had about a hundred and I think I had about a hundred and four. I know I've only brought it down half a dozen, but I have managed to I look at what I've brought in quality wise. So Nuruddin obviously was a five hundred and ninety pounds card. Um I've brought in Margasov, um, who's in Russia and Grulev, and they're both 150 quid cards. But I've also brought in I got um one me for two hundred and forty pounds, which I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that I realized that I'm often caught out with is the international um, weeks or breaks. So one of the really cheap cards that I brought in was Valon Berisha that plays for Kosovo. He plays all the time for them internationally. He's a champion Europe card that will predominantly act as a backup 
you know, for like the, the actual normal game weeks. Yeah. Ultimately, I'm hoping to get a wee bit of use out of him. Um, I need to sell uh, probably half a dozen, maybe another seven, eight cards. Yeah. I've got some good guys. I've got some of the guys at race all still from when we did the, mm-hmm. you know, the pods in sort of April and May when we were, you know, I think race all were doing really well at that point. I think yeah, they're yeah, still yeah. third or fourth, but their player form went a wee bit yeah. sort of out the window. Um, but I've still got, you know, Takahashi and Savio, um, who are a little bit out of form at the moment, but they're you know they're good cards when they're when they're going. I got one of the key things for me was you know I'm a sort of bit of a stickler for as you know Carlos Solar is my favourite card in the game, but I've also got quite a few fav- you know other favourite sort of players that I just really want to use, and two of them in particular are from the German league and Lars Stindl, who's just pretty much on all the set pieces and etc. and things. Um, I really wanted him from Munchen Gladbach. And then Arnie Meyer is an under-23 card that I signed him about two months ago. I got quite a good price, and I'm really keen to see how he does. Um, He'll probably be in there with those um, under-23s that I mentioned earlier on, which are non-European. So, yeah, it's all work in progress. What I'm trying to do, and I think a lot of guys are trying to do, it's the challenge at the moment is selling your cards if you're wanting to move into sort of higher quality, like you say, but not selling too cheap. Yeah, you know, because the European climb has just started, and it, I think there's a fear factor. I'm looking, going, do I sell him for like point one, and then you know, next Wednesday is point one five. Yeah, I've I've kind of looked at that as well, but I, it was like when I was selling a couple of the boys there. I thought, well, if I sell them now, yeah, okay, in a week's time they could be worth a bit more. But if I buy, if I've got targets in mind now, they're still going to be at the same sort of you know relative price to those ones. Um, and in a week's time, they'll be worth more. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, it's happened with the under-23s that I picked up. They've already started to, to ramp up that I picked up last week. So the way I've kind of been looking at it now is not so much a one-in, one-out policy, because it's far from that. But if I want to, if, if somebody came to buy one of my players that I've got listed, I would have to consider, can I buy equal or better than yeah. for what I'm selling it for? You know, And it might be a reason, like, for example, Bruce Anderson there, he's obviously got under-23 utility. So he's he's going to command a bit of a higher price once he starts getting scores against him. Um, so I'm kind of like, well, I could sell him just now and then reinvest that money in maybe two players, um, you know, or that sort of thing. So it's trying to balance it, isn't it? I mean, it's every, every that's why I always say about doing your own research and things like that. You know, if you are even if you are going to sell a player and you've got them listed, you need to know what you're looking to replace that with. Or if you're just taking the money out, at least you've got a strategy behind what you're selling. Um, if I list any of my cards, even if they're in my plans for for game weeks, I've got them listed at a higher price. That means I can go back in and pick somebody up at a cheaper price because that's how we've traded for the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, so I like to look at it that way. But um, I've not got an awful lot of other things that I've kind of really strategized. I mean, there's a couple of cheaper ones that I picked up um, that, interestingly enough, I don't know if you've seen my post, Russ, but I know you've obviously, you just got back, but... Um, the Austrian Cup was on yesterday. That was the first kind of official fixture for the for the teams. Mm-hmm. And I actually, of my cards, I'm looking at them just now, and I believe it is 16 goals that were scored in the Cup yesterday were attributed across about 10 or 11 players that I picked up in the last couple of weeks. Um, so I'm quite pleased with that news. <laughs> um, as we said, it'll be Sod's Law that next week comes round and absolutely none of them score any points or any goals. But... 
And that's not including any assists because the assist news wasn't on some of the sofa score things and th- you know what have you. But um, yeah, it was it was very interesting to have a wee look at that. So it kind of feels like you know a wee bit of validation. Yeah, they're playing some of these teams are amateurs they're playing against or you know third and fourth yeah. tier. But um, yeah, I was quite happy to see you know players actually getting their runouts, getting the performances. Austria Vienna scored seven goals and it was between two cards that I picked up in the last seven days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manfred Fischer that I had before in rare. And also um, Jukic that I mentioned earlier. So there's been some good ones there. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm just looking forward to Europe just restarting. Eh? It's just like yeah. getting back into the swing of things. It's It's been a while. Um, I'm all geared towards it now. I haven't even looked, as I say, I haven't looked. Uh, like you mentioned Germany. I had obviously boys in the German league last season, but I've just not really looked beyond the two leagues at the moment. So that might come back to bite me or it might favour me depending on how close I can keep to the news for both of the leagues. So, um, There's a lot of guys, though, to be fair, though, you know, that they'll play what they're comfortable watching and what they enjoy watching and what yeah. they're comfortable following. So, you know, I know that we try and do a bit of a spread. Obviously, we try and do our concentration, you know, on Scotland every week with a feature of anything that's relevant. But, you know, I, I'm sitting here with, you know, I think I've got a dozen Russian cards, obviously my focus point in a, in a little bit when we come to it is is on Russian players to pick up this week. Yeah. And I know that there's Surreya Russia and I think it's Surreya RPL or something like that accounts. And to be fair, to be fair, those guys are great. Um, I don't know if they make player suggestion or content videos, etc. I know they do quite a bit on Twitter, just keeping people sort of up to date with the transfers and stuff. But yeah, it's like everything else. It's hard to follow all the leagues. You know, I probably look myself and the one league that, I probably don't do an awful lot with is the Portuguese. And I keep thinking, oh, I should really get in there and get some, you know, some Porto and some sporting players. And I had Julian Vigel, um, who I thought was a quality player. And obviously he was at Benfica and he's a solid 50-55 sort of scoring card. But I sold him a couple of weeks back just to fund players that I just thought would have a bit more fun with and that I would enjoy following. But I think the main thing, we're back to evening football and we're back to afternoon football and it's not, you know, getting up in the morning uh, or or waking up in the middle of the night, 3am and checking who's scored in the MLS for your global teams. So I think there'll be loads of guys will actually be quite enthused by it. So do you want to move on to some of the players that we're we're thinking of? You said you were going to cover Austria. Yeah, I've got, I picked um, 10. So do you want to do in batches of five or do you want to do... Nah, just do you do do your 10 and that means... Just do the 10, right. Okay, I'll do them and I'll try and rattle through them in uh, fairly quick order. So I've, what I've done is I broke it down. I've got five, which I would call kind of threshold budget sort of players. And then I've got five, which I would, I've got limited prices against. They're a bit more expensive for some of the limiteds, but uh, these are ones that I think could definitely have an impact in whatever league you put them in. So with Austria, the first one, um, an old favourite, Jan Zwischenbrugger from Altach, centre-back. Um, he is sitting, the last sale was £65. Um, the one on the market, the cheapest one on the market was about 80. So you might have a wee bit of negotiation to kind of find middle ground on him. Last 15 of 50 and last 40 of 52. So fairly solid there. He did, uh, when the Austrian League first came in, I picked him up quite early doors and he did get me a couple of quite high scores. So that was one. And the second one is an old favourite as well. I've never actually owned him, um, but I've recommended him <laughs> several times. Uh, Julian Weissmeier from SV Ried. Now, he has a card for every position except for goalkeeper. Um, so the one I'm kind of mainly looking at here would probably be the defender one because it's the cheaper of the options and he has, he does play right back for them. 
Last 15 of 49. 50 quid at the auctions was the last sale price, and 85 is the cheapest on the market. So again, you're probably going to have to, you know, look for a bit, a bit of negotiation, a bit of give and take. Bear in mind, obviously, the ETH has jumped as well, so you might have to have a wee look and see um, where where that's at. Um, number three, another Altac uh, midfielder. This is Bakary Nemaga. I had him on my threshold video, actually. Um, 45 quid he went for an auction that finished about three o'clock this morning. Um, again, though, about 80 quid is the cheapest one on the market. Last 15 or 47, last 40 or 48. Pretty consistent there. Um, next one is a rapid Vienna defender, uh, Kevin uh, Wimmer. Wimmer. I'm going to say Wimmer. Yeah. Um, last 15 or 46. Last 40 is only on 40, though. Um, 40, 65 quid for him. Uh, Nicholas Stosic of SV Ried, centre mid, last 15 of 45. You're getting him for 68 quid. So that was the rares. The limits that I've picked up, though, um, and I, you'll probably find a few of these in my gallery, one I picked up today, just as I was doing the research. Um, Manfred Fischer, as I mentioned earlier on, he scored four goals for uh, Vienna in their uh, cup win yesterday. He's an attacking midfielder, last 15 of 53 and a last 40 of 53. And he's only coming in at 19 quid on the market at the minute, which I think is tremendous value. He's only 26 years of age. Um, so that's really good value as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Dominic Baumgartner, centre-back from Wolfsburger, last 15 of 59 and a last 40 rush of 55. And he's available nice. for only 24 quid. Um, so two, yeah, they're more expensive, but they're two that could definitely help you towards winning cards as opposed to maybe getting close to a tier three. These guys in your team each week could probably get you quite close to, you know, your tier twos, I would expect. Uh, number three, Marcel Ziegler, uh, Ziegler SV Ried again, centre mid. He's only six quid, last 15 of 53. Now, he's actually been pretty consistent for them in the second half of the season. Um, so he's one that I would probably recommend having a look at. One that I know Adam Carter picked up in rare when I recommended him on a, a threshold video last, well, earlier this year. And that was Cosmos uh, Gizos or Kizos from uh, Klagenfurt, centre back there. Last 15 of 54, and our last 40 of 50. And again, he's only 10 quid on the market in the, in the limited. So there's two really budget ones if you're looking for good ones that are going to get you good scores. And the last one, now his scores aren't going to reflect this, but this is one I, rec I mentioned on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that was Christoph Munching. Now he's moved from Lask to SV Ried on a permanent deal. He went to Altach in, I believe it was the January window on loan and basically saved him from relegation. Um, in Riyadh's game yesterday, he scored two goals. Uh, striker, he's going to basically be the main striker, I would imagine. Um, so his last 15s aren't shown very well. He's only shown his 44. Um, but he is 10 quid on the market for a starting striker, who I reckon is going to be in amongst the goals. He had the league, he's got the league uh, leader in assists last season, Stefan Nutz. And to provide them with opportunities, and Riyad were missing a goal scorer last season, and I think that could be, uh, it could be a big, a big plus for them. So there is quite a lot of value still there in Austria. I think the rares are getting more expensive. There is the power hour tonight, which might have impacted the prices, um, but there's also, like I say, the limiteds have definitely got some really good value in them. Russ. So that is my ten from Austria. Happy days, happy days. Well, I um, obviously the Russian league started back this week mm -hmm. and um, as you know I'm, I've had quite a bit of success with Russia predominantly last last season 
when I was running Stark with Ordets and Cabela, um, I think the guy you I think you pronounce it, Pantalau, that was at Krasnodar. I obviously had Akin Thieve. And then I had a variety of strikers. I had, I think I had Smoloff, Chaloff and Grulev. Um, so obviously I mentioned Grulev earlier and he scored today. Um, he scored this evening just um, prior to coming on the pod. So I'm quite happy with that. Um, so yeah, I've, what I've tried to do is I've tried to pick 10 players. Um, and some of these will probably have a wee bit of, they'll be applicable maybe for guys that are looking just to build threshold teams and build up some cash. And these, these are all rare. So I'll just run through them. Um, first up, and uh, I hold them myself in the gallery, Roman Zobnin of Spartak. Plays as a centre mid, sometimes as a right mid. He's coming in at a rare price of £65 at the moment. He has played the last 15 out of 15, which I think is quite important for threshold teams. Yeah. Um, he's on a last 15 of 43 which is consistent. It's not amazing, but it's consistent. And the main thing is, for me with him, is the fact that it's 15 out of 15 that he's played. Um, He has had, in his last nine games, five scores over 50. So he's just been in slightly better for him at the tail end of last season. So that's my first one. The second one is a card that I've got in rare and limited myself. Um, He was coming up for a while as the sort of top value card when you logged into the game. His name's Timothy Margasoff. He is currently playing right mid. He used to play, I think, a lot at right back. It's a defender card in the game, even though he's playing right mid. He's coming in a little bit dearer, £120 at the moment for him. Uh, But he's played 93% of games, and he's got a last five of 60 and a last 15 of 45. The third one, this again would be threshold applicable. It's Alexei Gerasimov. I think it's Gerasimov is how you pronounce it. He's a centre-back. He's a big giant Russian lad. He's like six foot seven. Um, he's played 13 out of the last 15. He's coming in at a nice threshold sort of purchasable price of £35 for the rear. And he's got a last 15 of 44. And he plays for um, Ural. Number four is another threshold potential purchase for you. And that's £45 for Alexei Nicotine. Um, giving up smoking, apparently. Um, I'm here all day. Um he plays for Kimki. Um, he's got a last 15 of 47. And again, in an ideal situation, he's played 15 out of 15. And that's what you want with your threshold, guys. Number five uh, is his teammate who plays at left back. And it's Brian um, Aduo. He's coming in and get also at £45. So these guys are coming in all roughly around about the same. They're, you know, you're finding them on the search, roughly all in the same area. You might be able to get them a little bit cheaper. He's a Nigerian international. He's still kicking about the international squad as well, so you might get a little bit of utility with the Super Eagles there. Um, He's got a last 15 of 47, and he played yesterday as well. I've checked that these guys have been playing, um, and everybody that I've mentioned so far has played this weekend. Number six, I think this guy's just tremendous value, and it's Victor Moses um, at Spartak. And I've, do you know what? I'm probably going to sign him actually when I come off the pod because I've, I've never signed him in the game and I keep considering it. He's got a last um, last 15 of 47. Obviously, uh, he's Nigerian himself as well. He's got a new deal till 2024 and he's obviously playing either right wing back or right mid for them. But just any time I see his card, it's, it's always got like a 60 plus against it for scoring. So he's obviously another card that, He's not been affected by, or he's not made the decision to let the sort of the war situation affect him on the sort of foreign nationals and things. So probably quite a safe pickup there. 
and that's a that's a card that I highly recommend. Victor Moses, I think, is going to be going to be quite consistent for Spartak. Number seven is a lad that's at Rostov, and it's a guy that's actually I did a wee bit of research into him today. Um, I've kept an eye on him before, and I didn't know much about him. I'm being perfectly honest, but his name's Roman Tugarev. Now he was a left winger, but he switched wings, and since he switched wings, he's actually started a getting a game and b scoring. So he's went over onto the right. He's coming in at ninety pounds, and he's had five decisives, I think, in the last the second half of the, the season. So the first half of the season, he sat on the bench as a left winger, switched wings, and has been getting games the second half. So he's ninety pounds. I think he's going to actually just from what I've read and what I've managed to actually translate on Twitter. I think he could be not bad. Number eight is a player that I do not have, but I plan to add to my gallery. Um, probably should actually add them before I come onto the pod and tell everybody to buy these guys. This is a guy that I think is going to increase in value quite significantly. And I'm saying that, obviously, from my own experience of guys like Safanov and Daviv, etc., that I've bought and sold for you know significant sort of uh, profits in the Russian league. And this guy's name's Nair Tikne, I think it's Tikne Zayan is how you pronounce it. He's a left back and he played for well, he played uh, for Lokomotiv. Now he's an under 23 as well with a last five of 65. He is coming in at 150 pounds, but he seems by all accounts to have the left back slot absolutely nailed for this forthcoming season. So I do plan on picking one up for my 23s, obviously dependent on other sales. Yeah, it's a bad shirt. Number nine is a player that I've just picked up in limited. Um, I actually plan on giving him a shot at leading my line in All-Star Limited. Um, and that's, bear in mind, I was talking about signing uh, Chiro um, Immobile yeah. a, few, you know, a few weeks ago. However, uh, Vyacheslav Krotov has moved from um, the relegated team, uh, I think it's Ufa, you pronounce them, or Ufa, and he's moved to Nizhny. Now, he's actually scored today. They actually had a man sent off and he came on as a sub. So I was a little bit disheartened when I seen him on the bench, but he has just moved to them. However, he's come on and scored his first game in probably about 20-odd games. Now, obviously, the striker that got sent off today is going to be suspended for a few games as well because it was yeah. uh, uh, got, got his red. So I'm hoping, with I'm getting a goal today, that he might actually do quite well. So my final one, and this one's a bit, bit of a punt, and I'll be honest, I actually waited. I had, I had quite a few options for my 10th man. And this is one that was out on loan in Turkey last year. Um, and his name's Shapi Suleymanov. Now, there's two Suleymanovs that play in Russia. And one, I think, was also red-carded today. But this one plays for Krasnodar. Now, I've seen the team lines and I noticed he wasn't in the starting 11. But he has obviously just retu- returned from loan. But he came on today, which was really quite encouraging. Um, plays predominantly as a winger. He's coming in as £150 or so. Last 15 is actually under 40, but he's contracted to 2024. That is a player that I think will score quite a lot of goals if he's given opportunity and doesn't move again. Yeah. And I think he'll significantly increase. I think he'll double. So, you know, put put my, my neck on the block and say <laughs> Suleymanov will be a £300 player. Whatever that is in East, I don't know, but he will be a £300 player before Christmas. In fairness, when he was in the Turkish League, I had him in a couple of the videos. Um, and... When you go back and look at them and you see where the prices went, I'm pretty sure he did go up nearly as high as that, if not more. Mm-hmm. Right, um, okay. When he was when he was getting a good run of uh, run of games, um, and he was one that I was always regretting that 
you do these videos or you do these lists and you don't pick up a certain player and then you live to regret not picking up that player because you're like, I'll go and get him. And you just, for whatever, you don't have the ether or whatever and they go on and kick on and you've recommended him. It's a bit like, oh God, why didn't I get him? <laughs> yeah, I'm just double checking. I think he is still uh, an under 23 as well. Um, yeah, I think he yeah, is. Yeah, he comes under, he's, he's under uh, Magomed Shape Sulimanov. Um, so he's not to be confused with the lad that's at Nizhny, which is Timur Suleimanov. Um, but he is, yeah, he's, he's still a 23. Um, and he has, he came on and he obviously didn't do anything particularly too impressed today because it's his first game in Russia for, I think, probably about nine, ten months because he, he did play the start of the season last year in Russia before moving on loan. But yeah, he's, he's only scored a 29 tonight, but I genuinely think if that lad gets a run, um, he's got something about him that will... He'll get he'll get some decisives. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, that's that's a, a, a quite a lot um, of players for people to go and have a wee look at, and you know these are players you're going to get utility with here on basically at the weekends, aren't you? So definitely. Um, obviously, I think both the Austrian league and the Russian league do have winter breaks. However, as we pointed out earlier in the year when we were talking about different players, just I think we talked about Russia and Austria. Funnily enough, every league is going to have a winter break this year because of the World Cup being ridiculously in December, November, December time. So um, you're all, everybody's going to have winter breaks. So it's not going to be as sore, you know, as such when you see, you know, right, okay, well, I've got two months without utility. Everybody's got at least one month without utility, apart from, you know, unless they're at the World Cup. So, um, yeah, I think that it's, it's definitely a lot to go and take a look at. If you're unsure of any of the... Um, Spellings of our wonderful pronunciations of Austrian and Russian names. Uh, feel free to fire us a DM. We'll happily, uh, we'll happily share the correct, uh, the correct names. Show us. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, will we move on to some Scottish news before we kind of round up for the evening? Yeah, there's not been a uh, an awful lot as such. Um, I think what we we both thought would be a good idea. Um, was that we probably share, although unless there's something that's very significant where a card might be introduced, that we just really talk about the the, the guys that have got cards in the game, um, whether they're leaving Scotland or whether they've just arrived in Scotland. I think it's probably a better idea, Chris. Do you agree? Yeah, I'm I'm happy with whatever. I'll be 100% honest. A lot of this is going to be news to me. Um, I have tried to keep up with some of it, but as you can imagine, some of it I've it's maybe gone in one ear and out the other. So um, I'm quite... I'm, you know, a lot of this will be news to me. I'll chuck in what I can. So yeah, I've got well, I've got the eight. What I found was eight confirmed transfers that affect the cards. So the first one, and it just happened just as we were going off air on recording last week. Um, Dylan Levitt obviously made his deal to Dungeon United permanent. Um, so he's not returned on loan. He's back on a permanent contract for a couple of years. That's obviously a huge one for the guys that are holding under 23 cards. Chris, I know that you were holding them as a limited and got an increase in sale before that had even happened. Yeah, so. and I was also back in for him uh, right as uh, he got injured. And I uh, was glad that I didn't pursue him further. <laughs> um, I mean, it was only, I mean, Jack Ross, I think he said it was nothing serious. He was just putting it down as a knock. Yeah. Um, pre-season, you're not going to want to risk. I mean, if there's the slightest thing, what's the point? It's pre-season. So... Um, yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned about that one. But yeah, I think um, I think he was still sitting about 70 quid. So yeah, for a limited. Yeah. For a limited. And the rares, unless you're rolling with four figures, you're probably not going to be picking them up. But it's uh, 
if you can afford them in the limited, it would be one that, again, I would say would probably help you towards winning cards, in my opinion. Yeah, you definitely. Know. He's, he's going to get decisive. He scores, you know, he scores goals, he shoots regularly, um, you know, depending on where the set piece uh, is on the park, then, you know, there is a good chance that he could be, uh, you know, taking certain set pieces, etc. as well. So I think he's, He's a bit of a no-brainer now that he's made the move permanent. If it had still been a loan, there'd be an element of risk. But you've got a chance of, you know, Dylan Levitt being a, a good card for you. And he's obviously got under-23 utility. Fellow um, fellow man to join Dundee United from Livingston this week has been Craig Sibbald, who has a card in game. He does. How do we look there just now? You can pick him up for around about £35. Um, obviously, that's a, another a Jack Ross. You know, Levitt was obviously brought in... Um, through the previous Dungeon United manager initially, but Sibbled, uh, along with obviously Stephen Fletcher, or Jack Ross's sort of exclusive sort of signing so far. So that's a little bit of an interesting one. I didn't really see that sort of transpiring. No, I mean, I, from what I, I read, he'd actually agreed a deal with, I believe it was Dunfermline, yeah. um, which is a, a, a well, now a third-tier team. Um, but that was when they were still in the in the championship. And because they were relegated, obviously that was one of these kind of same with Dundee and Ricky Lamy situations where the pre-contract was torn up and he's ended up signing for United. So he's a football manager type player. <laughs> he's one of those that, I, I, you know, if you're at a lower team, you could do pretty well. Um, very different player, I would imagine, from Dylan Levitt. But um, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. It's going to, it's, uh, again, as you say, not one that I've seen coming anyway. Yeah, relatively probably low risk in the fact that, you know, you can buy his rare card for, for you know, half that you can buy Levitt's limited. Um, the third one, obviously a huge one, and his price has obviously rapidly risen. Uh, Rabi Matondo, who's checked in at Rangers, he has a forward card in the game. Um, so, yeah, he's I've seen the price obviously rapidly rise there. He, I think in theory, um, you know, he's he's got electric pace. He, he scored goals last season. Um He's back, obviously, on sort of British soil and things. I think Matondo will theoretically do pretty well for Rangers. I think he's uh, he'll get a lot of game time, and I think he'll he'll do well. Yeah, I think um, I don't know some some of the players, especially for the old firm, because of the larger squads, you do tend to end up with a fair bit of rotation. But um, you know, everybody thought Fashion Sakala was going to be the big thing just because he scored well in Belgium, and um, I would argue he's. Nowhere near as good. No, I would argue he's not even a Rangers player, to be perfectly yeah. honest. But um, yeah, it would be interesting to see how it works out. Yeah, that I think that's a very valid point. I, I honestly think I must have had probably over the last year, I probably I would say roughly fifty messages from people asking about fashion Sakala Rangers. And for me, um, he just he's a little bit. He just, he just flatters to deceive. To be to be honest, he'll have one excellent game and three games where he does nothing and. And to, Very much like Ahmed Diallo that joined on loan from Man United last yeah. year. He just non-impact, wasn't it? And I think to be fair to the lad, it's not like he gets a regular run of games. No, no, he doesn't. And I think that, that when you're a striker and you're needing to you know, try and catch for him, you need that run of games to get for him. And I think it's... Uh, it, I, unless it's a certified you know, starter, you know, people were saying, was it James Sands was going to be a guaranteed strike, a guaranteed starter and everything? And we both said... Yeah, no chance. Probably not. Probably not. So it's, you know, just because a player's playing well in one league in Serer doesn't mean anything really in the real world when it comes to, comes to you know, the, the transfers. But again, I'm, I think Rangers have still got a fair bit of strengthening to do, if, I, if I'm being honest. 
Um, I still see Celtic as head and shoulders above um, head, head and shoulders above Rangers at the moment, and that won't be Agreed. popular with Rangers fans. But um, it's just being honest. I've got no allegiance to any of the teams in the Premier League, so I'll be perfectly honest with where I think. But the uh, yeah, I think Celtic stand head and shoulders above them. So. Yeah, I agree. As a as a obviously as a Dundee United fan myself, um, in the same way that you know Rangers stand head and shoulders above us. Yeah, I I agree that Celtic are. Um, I think they've just done better business in the in the transfer market, and you know I'll openly admit I was one of the first people that I, I didn't think uh, Postecoglou would, would would last the distance. I thought the cultural shock and just the way things are in Scottish football might um, get the better of him. However, he seems to have probably brought a little bit of his culture into Celtic and changed things there, which is quite refreshing, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, moving on, I've got two cards that have basically both joined the Italian league. Lewis Ferguson left Aberdeen, as we said many, many times on this podcast, that by Lewis Ferguson, um, obviously at your at your peril from a surreal perspective, because he'll go from... So I, I wouldn't imagine he will get 15 goals um, for Bologna this season. Um, however, it's good to see young Scottish players move into what you would class as well. They're the champion Europe leagues in Serie, so they're obviously perceived and classed as better leagues. Um, they're you know they're better ranked in the in the UEFA rankings as well. So it's it's really positive as a, a sort of Scotland fan seeing both Lewis Ferguson um, move on and Josh Doig. Um, who I held myself until this week. And then someone, I think a fan came along and bought him. So I just let him go. Um, I was going to probably keep him and I thought, you know what, I don't desperately need him. So he's obviously joined uh, Hellas Verona. He's a defender card in the game. And then one that we spoke about very, very, very briefly, um, randomly of all things to speak about before we nipped on the pod was Kane Woolery. Yes. The very interesting reveal video, Russ. Yeah, yeah. So on Twitter, um, just the weirdest ever reveal video I think I've ever seen for a football player. So if you've not seen it, go and look it up. Um, and he has joined a club called, I think they're pronounced um, Sakaria Spor. Yeah. Um, and they are non-scoring. So they are not in the top flight of the, the Turkish. So that's a card that's going to have a, a big red X, at least for a season on it. Yep, yep. That's the thing. I mean, that's what we talked about before. Some of the, the players at some of these Scottish clubs... Um, are going to be at risk, you know, when the transfer windows are open of going to lower league clubs in different countries. So um, it's just when you look at the the level of pay and the level of, you know, just the standard as such, I suppose. Um, But I mean, he wasn't, it wasn't one that I would have even put on the radar when it comes to Motherwell anyway, to be perfectly honest, so. No. Um, the last two that I've got, I've got Callum Butcher obviously moving on from Dundee United to Burton Albion. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a card in game and he has gone obviously to a non-scoring league. And finally, Malik Tillman has joined Rangers on loan from Bayern Munich. I believe there might be a, an option to buy in there. And he has a card in the game, which... Um, you know, which is also rocketed in price. Yeah, definitely, definitely has. And um, just as we speak, Russ, I know we kind of quickly looked at it, but it just came up on my phone from Sky Sports News alerts was Ben Davis. Has uh, he joined, does he? To Rangers. And it said they've agreed the £4 million fee for him. So that's an interesting one. Um, again, that was another one. I just had a look at his prices and they have rocketed again. So... Um, that might be a, a struggle for some folk to afford. Um, but yeah, he's now 
He's now part of the, the Rangers set up there. So uh, that's them obviously looking to move on from Calvin Bassey, who I believe is uh, agreeing a deal with Ajax. So, yeah, um, yeah that was that was uh, not, a, not a terribly busy period for the Scottish clubs, Russ, I wouldn't have said. Um, you would expect it probably a little bit more. Um, yeah, I would I, I would probably say so. Um, I would still, still say that we expect... Uh, a few more moves in particular. Um, Dungeon United obviously have got the keeper deal pending. Um, for obviously, the Australian lad that's coming over. Mm-hmm. That's looking at... Obviously, it's based on a permit, but the, the permit now, you know, having looked at it, that's based on things like your ability to speak the English language. And it's like a UK work permit, you know, that they're looking at as opposed to all the certain football things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he should get his permit no problem, and I would think that he will come in. I think he will come in as a number one. The Xander Clark thing now seems completely de- uh, sort of dead in the water for Dundee United. I would be very very surprised if that actually happens. Um, it's a bizarre one though because I think we spoke about we've, again. That's one of the few things we've we've kind of chatted back and forth uh, as much as we could over the week, and that's one we're both very very shocked by because this is a guy who just broke into the Scotland squad. One of the goalkeepers has just retired. So literally, it's a two-way battle to be the number two. And his agent and himself, at the end of the day, he's responsible for his own career, have made such a catastrophic bogs up of this situation. I mean, you're in mid-July. And I mean, all the Scottish clubs, apart from the ones that are in Europe, have already started playing their, their League Cup games. Granted, they're glorified friendlies at this stage. But it's you know how many teams are now looking for a number one goalkeeper mm-hmm. you know and it's it's his best option and, I, and it's something i've kind of pondered his best option is probably to go back cap and hunt to St. johnson and say come on lads because <laughs> they're still they still don't have one and they were after kilmarnock's uh second keeper and That's i seen funny. that uh zach Heyman went off injured yesterday at half time so um, that's interesting because that might put spanner on that work so yeah i just think it's a it's a very interesting very interesting situation at the moment uh, to see where he does end up. I mean, I know that the English clubs again were mentioned, but I can't see any news whatsoever as to where he's ended up. So it'll be very interesting to see where he does. And do United pick him up and have two goalkeepers? Because, uh, I mean, Ericsson went walkabout for that wonderful own goal uh, yesterday. Um, So, I mean, where where the defenders expecting the keeper to be was not on the edge of the centre circle, probably, Russ. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's a weird one. Um, I believe, and um, uh, you know, I don't have this on a hundred percent, but I believe it's Jackie McNamara that's that Xander Clark's agent. Hmm. Which what, a man who was uh, whilst the Dundee United manager was receiving percentages of transfer fees. So, well, uh, he's... Yeah, well, I believe that that uh, you know, again, it's just uh, rumor mill at the moment. I'm sure it'll all come out in the wash, but. Yeah, I believe that's kind of just what's went wrong. Something's went wrong in relation to the the sort of the agent. Um, so yeah, Xander Clark obviously is one that I know a lot of guys have been sort of asking about, and a lot of guys have been hoping that he he goes number one. I believe he's training with St Johnston at the moment again um, to the to remain fit. So I he could very well um, end up back there on a on a, even on a one year deal. Maybe I don't know. I, I was guessing. That was the way sure I was looking at, to be honest. Yeah. And that's yeah. uh, it's just, I mean, don't, that's the only Scottish position left for them to take, to be honest, because mm-hmm. every other team's now set for a goalkeeper, really, aren't they? So, um, yeah, it'll be 
excuse me, it'll be very interesting to see um, where that pans out. And um, yeah, I think what we might do, I think we spoke about this just briefly off air, um, that Wednesday's podcast, episode 17, will probably be quite Scottish heavy. We'll we do a fair bit of predictions and maybe have a look at, you know, key players for, for each of the teams like we did in episode four when the, when the league launched. Yeah, how about maybe um, sort of two key players and two breakthrough players for each club? Sounds like a plan to me. And then we can just bounce it back and forward off each other. Um, and obviously it's, you know, it is opinion, but, you know, it'll it'll give hopefully guys, you know, for getting, getting a, four, four players for each club from each of us. And some of them might be the same, which is absolutely fine. That'll just yeah. re- sort of further validate it. Yeah. Um, even for our even for our Polish friend. Um, Polish however, friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> however, well, it should if if we you know if we don't come together as ahead of the podcast, which we probably won't. Then if some of the names are the same, then that should give you quite a bit of theory as to right. These guys are thinking along the same lines from a both an investment perspective, but also from a, a performance perspective for the the global teams. Definitely, and you know what? A lot of the time, I end up recommending cards that I've got in my gallery. Um, or that I've recently picked up and that's not for pumping purposes <laughs> because you'll see they're still sitting in my gallery I've not tried to sell them um, but it's just because uh, you know if I'm recommending a card if I've actually went and spent my money on a card then surely that's you know enough proof that I believe in this card or believe in this player um, not that I feel the need to justify it because we've done pretty well over the last year and a half, I would say, and and what we've managed to pick up and things. So, yeah, I, it'll be an interesting one because episode four was when the Scottish League launched, I believe. Um, and that was, it still is our highest, you know, listen to podcast. So um, this will be our Scott SPFL 2022-23 launch, I guess. Uh, it'll be it'll be Wednesday's episode. So, or sorry, Thursday's episode. Wednesday will record. Thursday, you guys get to hear it. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't have anything else to add, Russ, other than I'm tired. I'm hungry. I, I feel like my child. I am tired and hungry, and uh, that's that's all I've got for this week. So, anything to add? Just, I just hope that you don't spit your dummy out the pram. And on that note, um, thanks to everyone once again for listening, and we'll catch you all on Wednesday and Thursday. Farewell, folks. Take care.